things up. What's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio ZSL podcast. Oh my god, it's so good to have my goddamn voice back. Boy, it takes a while. You just gotta calm it down. Okay, you can't use it too much and be too overbearing, but you know what, man? I am unbelievably grateful for being back looking good. And so, what's going on here? Okay, today's an in-company interview. That's right. It's about Katie McDonald, but before we dive into that, okay, we're going to look at different ways of networking, all right? So, you got to ask yourself, which ways do you use in terms of networking? Uh, award ceremonies? Probably not. Cold contacts? Networking? Highly doubtful. Formal events? That could be possible. Making phone calls? Highly doubtful. Recommendations from colleagues? More than likely. Now, I'm going to give you an example real quick of recommendations from colleagues. Well, I got a recommendation from a student. Now, she is one of my business English students through my job out here in Bangkok, Thailand, right? And so she is so amazing. I remember after, you know, bringing her on to a free IELTS webinar because I wanted to start marketing it. This is probably around uh, May or uh, what is it, May or June. There was supposed to be a girl from Brazil in there too, but she ended up not uh, joining for whatever reason. Whoever doesn't join a free webinar, it's pretty crazy. But nonetheless, my student at that time, she was like, oh, you know, and I was hoping that she would buy a course with me. Right. Because at that time I was still going after, okay, what's in it for me rather than what's in it for my audience. So from May and June of this year, I have totally changed. And now it's kind of like, man, I have so much work. I need to make sure that I have time to do the bigger things, too. And so the best part about this is she ended up saying, hey, you know, um, um, you know, I, I, I want to take a course, but I want to take an IELTS course to Edu first because my company will pay for it. Um, and again, like, uh, I'm sorry, uh, not edgy first. I don't even know why that came to mind. That's, I think that's, what is it? English first. Uh, but anyway, she wanted to take uh, some kind of course somewhere else, right? Uh, yeah. English first. There we go. And I'm like, okay, so she's going to end up going to another, you know, a tutorial center, English first, edgy first, English first. I don't even know these goddamn names of these goddamn companies, but she ended up uh, saying, you know what? But I do have, a uh, one of my, uh, not, not professors, but one of my, uh, uh, you know, you know, my, oh my God, one of her cousins were interested in learning. So I got on a call with one of them and she ended up saying, Hey, uh, you know, we were really interested in business English and this is probably around June or so, maybe even early July. And I'm like, okay, yeah, absolutely. You know, if you're learning, if you want to learn this and do this, and the next thing you know, this other lady came about and there were two of them. I was like, this is even more phenomenal. And that second lady was like, hmm, what do you do exactly? And I'm like, oh, I do a lot of, you know, business English training and corporate. And it's kind of like high performance. It's not just, you know, a teacher sitting down and opening up a book. You know, these are things that I specialize in. And she's like, yeah, because, well, my company is looking for a trainer, you know, an English trainer at the moment. And so, to be honest with you, it was like August, September, October of not hearing anything back from them uh, until, it actually, it took about four months to get anything down packed. And then finally, towards the end of November, uh, that's when I kicked off my training services. And so, through a student, you know, 
she introduced me to two other people, one of them being the gateway keeper to a massive company where I am now training and have them as my own, like high performance English corporate style type of training. And so I just think it's so amazing how I've been able to, to, you know, to network in a way that a student of mine was a gatekeeper to something even bigger right um linkedin you know linkedin i met some great people lisa kato you may have heard that podcast there were a couple of others it was an entrepreneur from america living in georgia i believe she's i don't know where she's living right now i think back stateside um and another lady oh my god was her name Brittany or i forgot her name jesus but i've networked on linkedin too and linkedin is actually it's quite it's quite good it's quite good um now, if you use LinkedIn back in 2018 and you try, you know, networking with different people, um, and I actually met some wonderful folks from Jordan. I actually still keep in touch with one of them today, and she is just a phenomenal being. Um, and But back in 2018, if you try, like, connecting with people on a personal development, like, level, uh, no, because some people be like, oh, well, you know what? I'm really busy. I'm sorry. Or some people are like, no, no, thank you. Or something like that. They're very... They were very arrogant about three years ago, but now I don't do so much connecting now uh, because obviously I uh, people want to hear my voice. You guys want to hear my voice. It's not so much about the interviews of people who I bring on. See, my context of bringing people on about five years ago were for them to share their podcast, my podcast with their audience. But then I realized that with the podcast where I bring other people on, those plays are significantly lower and it's because people don't want to hear other people especially born ass people they want to hear my voice so when i bring people on now it has to serve a purpose um and i did bring people on uh earlier this year i believe it must have been around april may maybe even march and they were you know a wonderful beans you know uh but at the same time you know what came from that you know do i still keep in contact with them today no Hell, I forgot well, one's girl's name already. You know, there was another girl named by the name of a lady by the name of Suzanne Darcy who was doing great work. And there was another uh, one that I still vaguely keep in, well, very sparingly keep in touch with today. But other than that, it's got to have a back purpose. So when I network, I network with people who seem to be growth friends, right? People who I could let into my life and will end up establishing something. It's all about just starting. But you'll know, you'll know, because Lisa Cato, that was a one-time event. She's gone now. I don't really speak to her anymore. Um, if I look at anyone else, uh, what is it? The girl who was stateside living in Georgia. I think I reached out to her on LinkedIn once this year, and that's it. Uh, since I did that collaboration with another business English teacher, who I met another one, who, um, oh my God, oh, I forgot her name. I still bring her on to the podcast at present day because I just love her so much. That was fantastic. And that all came from bringing one Canadian teacher on who had her own entrepreneurial business English stuff online. And she introduced me to a Facebook group where I met this specific teacher, Ebru, there we go, who I speak to on a routine basis. And that is beautiful. That's what I am unbelievably grateful for. Uh, but it's all hit or miss. It's all hit or miss. So I do love networking, but at the same time, it's gotta have a back purpose. You know, um, I'm not just going to bring random people onto my podcast anymore. There was a lady that sent me an email, 
uh, stating that, oh, you know, I'd be interested, or, you know, I don't know, some kind of VA sent me an email, I still haven't got back to her, because I know it's going to be probably a one-time event, you know, and if she doesn't share it with her audience, then what's the point? And so, this is why I'm just like, uh, I don't really need to bring anyone else onto my podcast, thank you very much. There are some great collaborations out there that I would love to do, uh, but I'm not going to reach out to these people, and I surely don't want any of these people reaching out to me when they realize that I am the number one ESL podcast on Spotify, because I know that they've known me, they've seen me a while, but the only reason why they want to collaborate with me is to bring some of my audience over to there. But to be honest with you, people love my voice, my energy, everything, you know, and if I bring someone on, it's like, oh, well, you know, they're kind of boring. They're kind of this or kind of that. What did I really get from this? See what I mean, people. So in saying that, I loved networking back in 2018. That was the collaborative era of Gary V him saying oh you know you should collaborate with people podcast interview people make connections all that stuff which was phenomenal but from 2018 do I keep in contact with any of those people that I met in 2018 no do I keep in contact with any people that I met in 2019 just one James and I keep in contact with them maybe two or three times a year so now with all those podcasts those 84 podcasts I did with the joint podcast and networking with a lot of people I only speak to, not even the guy who I used to do the podcast with, I only speak to maybe one other person. And so now with all those 84 hours, man, that is literally three and a half days gone, wiped out. And so now that's why I'm very careful with where I put my time. You know, it's got, it's got to serve a higher purpose is what I'm saying. So with that being said, we're going to listen to Katie McDonald, okay? She's going to talk about making contact. She's going to talk about making calls. She's going to talk about keeping track of conversations and especially meetings. And then we're going to dive into the rest of it after. So with that being said, people, we are going to listen and we're going to go from there. The director for BET in Latin America at I2I Events Group. And BET is the uh, world's largest education technology event and I'm responsible for taking that to Brazil, to Sao Paulo this year. And I2I Events Group is a, an events organizing company for exhibitions and conferences. Okay. So for me personally, making contacts is the most important, the most important part of my role. I'm in a business development role where I'm responsible for launching new events. So making contacts is absolutely vital. And I found there are some quite, uh, there are, some, there are tools, so things like LinkedIn, where you can make a, what I call a cold contact. Um, but the, the warmest contact you can make is through a, through a recommendation from a colleague, from a peer, from a business partner um, to meet the right person. And I found that to be by far the most useful way to meet people. So networking is really yeah. important for our events. Um, we do it in a variety of ways, from quite informal things like drinks receptions and to slightly more formal things like gala dinners and award ceremonies. Um, Again, this year in Sao Paulo, because it's all about doing business with the right people, we're doing something called speed networking, which is when you have 30 buyers, 30 sellers, and you bring them together and they have one minute to change uh, business cards between the two, and then a bell rings and they have to swap to the next person. So it's uh, quite an organized, formal type of networking. Okay, so speed networking. Now, again, we're going to be talking about this in a wonderful uh workplace scenario um that i have yet to debut we're going to be speaking about that coming up real soon but to be honest with you i just 
It's a little bit weird in regards to speed networking because, again, you're quickly speaking to someone, a random person, and seeing if you could do business with them. And I just feel like, as a matter of fact, I think we've already did that workplace scenario, as a matter of fact. And you guys may have already heard that, um, unless I am just completely off, which I do believe that I am actually am off. But nonetheless, um, I'm pretty sure I did that already. But nonetheless, let's see. So yeah, with this speed networking, ooh, probably not, as a matter of fact. We're going to be doing that real soon. But um, yeah, so speed networking, not a big fan of it. I do not believe that it's in any of your countries, but if it is, come on, let's see. I mean, but again, I'm not going, I'm, you know, I'll give everyone the benefit of the doubt. You may have met some great people from that, maybe, but nonetheless, let's see. Now, making calls, let's go into this uh, second Using the phone internationally is... Uh is difficult sometimes. I, I don't speak, I speak a bit of French, Italian and Spanish, but not enough to, to have the confidence um, with switchboards. So quite often we work then with our local offices um, to, to, to phone through to local companies. And I think the phone is a great first entrance to a company, but then we'd always try and follow that up with something face-to-face, -face, especially if it's a sales conversation. Um, our sales teams here, will spend approximately two hours on the phone, two to two and a half hours on the phone every day. And they're, they're measured, their objectives are measured according to how much time they spend on the phone because we do find it such an important medium. Wow. All right. Okay, so that's phase two. I think meetings are very important if they're run in the right way. I think you have to be careful not to have a meeting for meeting's sake. So I have a very strict rule that I'll only go to a meeting if there is an agenda. I think it's very, very important that it's set in advance and that you spend some time preparing for that. Otherwise, you're at risk of ending up in a meeting with lots of people talking and not a lot of action. Um, mm. So I think they can be very productive, but the, the agenda for me is the, is the first key thing, and the second thing would be the preparation. So there it is. I totally agree with meetings in regards to that. I saw like a LinkedIn post, and there was a you know this lady saying oh why are i don't know what she was saying but to be honest with you it all comes down to agendas action points things that need to get squared away like those are high performance types of meetings now the last time i went into a meeting okay um and again you could think of some ways of how meetings are run in your company all right um but I told you guys about six years ago, that was the last time I went to a meeting, and it was basically a shouting match. I remember there was a snake in the company by the name of Hubert who said, oh, you know, don't say anything. Just let the big boys talk. And I'm like, excuse you, big boys? You're a part-time teacher, okay? And the work you do is definitely a subpar and part-time. So don't even come around here with that BS. But nonetheless, it was an older teacher very complaining about not getting a lot of work. And this is the reason why he wasn't getting a lot of work is because he was getting a lot of poor reviews from his students. So that's the type of place I used to work at before. I'm very, very grateful that that doesn't really happen anymore. But um, nonetheless, so this teacher uh, by the name of Peter would just say, oh, you suck at your job. You're this, you're that. And there are a bunch of old people just complained about all the things in the world. And they were very jealous because I was the number one teacher there. And they just didn't want to accept it. I remember Peter, as a matter of fact, put letters in every teacher's little mailbox and said that I'm an inexperienced teacher. And it's so funny. Uh, based on what, Peter? And that was at the time where I was already getting results. This was seven years ago. And you were saying I was inexperienced when I was getting results. And he's like, oh, you always give me these classes. Beginner, beginner, beginner. And he does have a point for that. 
uh, because, you know, when there was a switch and there was this British teacher who was actually working with me, uh, uh, the head teacher of the language tutorial center at the time, and, you know, he started giving me a bunch of beginner classes, and I'm like, wait, you want me to teach three, nine hours, okay, nine hours total of beginner classes because you believe these classes are for me? And that type of ignorance right there is why I ended up quitting because I'm like, you are absolutely not going to put me in a box just because you don't want to give me the easier classes because you know I'm better than you. And so during that meeting, it was an hour of not getting anything done. There was this one teacher named Paul. I call him cancer because he was literally cancer to the company. And he would just sit there and complain about all things. And then this would happen. Another thing, this other teacher would say this. This other teacher would say this. And I'm like, you guys are pathetic. Over the age of 50, complaining about not getting enough work. Six years later, I create work. And luckily, I don't have to deal with those types of people anymore. Nor would I allow anyone of that type of mindset to come into my life. I'm very, very meticulous, meaning I'm very particular and diligent with who I let in my close circle because I know there are a lot of uh, privileged older men out here who believe they deserve so much from Thai society and I wouldn't let them get near me, not even within a thousand kilometers. So with working for a tutorial center, the one that I work for right now, if there's a new teacher I've never seen before, don't look at me. Don't talk to me. We're not friends. We're never going to be friends. You take the elevator by yourself. Don't talk. Because the thing is, like, what purpose are you serving? If I were to ask you, what are your big goals for the next year? And you would just say, oh, I have no goals. I just want to work and da, 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 I'm on a retirement visa. And I don't want those type of people around me. That's all there is to it. I want people who are insatiable for growth and hunger. So meetings gotta have an agenda. And I know you've been in meetings where they go on. Man, I met, boy, some of my, uh, uh, what is it? The Bangkok executives had told me before that they would be in meetings that started at 5 p.m. and didn't finish till 5 a.m. And I'm like, that's not productive whatsoever. And if you have to stay up during that meeting, I feel really, really bad for you. They couldn't pay me enough to stay up from 5 p.m. after work all the way to 5 a.m. next morning only to work at 8 a.m. Oh, you got to be outside your fuck. You Give me a million baht, I'll still tell you to fuck off. Okay, because I need sleep and no dollar is worth my mental health. So in saying that, people, when you have meetings, they got to be productive. I'm going to leave you with this. When I had, uh, uh, you know, a, a, what is it? Someone who was working with me almost about three years ago, as a matter of fact, from Malaysia. I would say, okay, what do you want to discuss in this meeting? And you know what's crazy? Every time we started the meeting, she would just talk about a whole bunch of random things. And you know what was so sad on my end? I never told her, hey, listen, Juwan, we're getting a little bit off the track off the beaten track, let's focus on the actionable points. And I didn't have any actionable points because I didn't even know how to help people and inspire people to deliver on, you know, on the, you know, in the area that I'm doing right now, uh, in the, in my field of endeavor. Um, and so she would just talk about a, a bunch of random things. And you know what I would do, which was really sad. I would just say, oh, my Wi-Fi connection went out. Oh, this happened. Oh, that happened. And it was because like, she just kept talking and talking and talking. And we wouldn't do anything. I'm like, Juana, hey, listen, I got a call coming up right now. She's like, oh, and then she started trying to push everything towards the end of the one hour call or one and a half hour calls in just three minutes and focusing on that rather than just going blah, blah, blah. No, here's the agenda. Let's get to it.
and I haven't had anyone else work for me, you know, in the, you know, in the upcoming years. So that's fantastic. And at the same time, you know, I know how to go about having very effective meetings now too. So luckily I don't have to join meetings anymore. Uh, I'm very grateful that I don't have to join meetings anymore, but at the same time, man, how can you make them effective? So in saying that, people, whew, what an episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to another wonderful, wonderful, wonderful and company breakdown. We're going to be diving into uh, some really good stuff coming up real soon, and it's just going to continue growing and growing and getting better and better. So with that being said, people, stay tuned for more over and out.